Welcome to the SCMS Classical Conversation Podcast, taped live at the SCMS Winter Music Festival. I'm King FM's Dave Beck, and I hope you enjoy these in-depth conversations with festival musicians. By the way, you can find out more about the episodes and get details at seattlechambermusic.org and at king.org. Make sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And away we go. As a young violist just out of the New England Conservatory, Jonathan Vinokor was recruited to play a short stint as first chair viola for one of the world's legendary orchestras, the Leipzig Gewandhaus. The first rehearsal was a little rough. Jonathan, who barely spoke German, couldn't understand why another player was sitting in the principal seat that Jonathan thought he was supposed to occupy. The awkward misunderstanding was quickly cleared up, and Jonathan went on to lead the Leipzig viola section, discovering as he did so how this revered ensemble created a warm and sweet sound, setting it apart from any other orchestra in the world. It's part two of our podcast from the Seattle Chamber Music Society Winter 2021 Virtual Festival. You've alluded to it a little bit, talking about uh, studying the sciences. You got your undergrad degree from Princeton in chemistry. Um, and and right. uh, and you've also alluded to the fact that, you know, maybe convincing your parents that you were going to move out of that course of study and move into music was uh, was maybe a little tricky. I, I don't want to, you know, get ahead <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. story. <laughs> I'm not going to throw my parents under the bus, but they were always, <laughs> they were very supportive of, you know, us going to, and I say us, my brothers as well, because they're both, they were both playing a lot of music as well. Um, you know, we got to go to music camps in the summer and uh, we did youth orchestra and quartet. Uh, but when it came to, say, applying to music school, because I considered it, they were a little less open to that idea. They, you know, they said, what? why don't you get a regular degree at first, at least? And uh, if you're still really feeling like this is what you want to do, then then you'll have you'll have a degree in something else in case other things don't work out. And then you can go to music school. And, um, I, you know, it was just being a little bit cautious about it. And I, I totally get that. Um, and I'm, I guess I'm glad I did it. I, I am glad I did it. I, <clears throat> I got a great education and a lot of things besides music in college. And, uh, you know, I don't think it hurt me as a musician to uh, miss out on those four years of conservatory. Or I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what would have happened, but yeah. here I am. It's all fine. Yes. And uh, and the principal violist of the San Francisco Symphony. Um, I, w- I want to uh, explore in this part of the conversation a little bit about um, what that role entails. Maybe what uh, what is it about you and your and your interests and personality that um, suits you so well to that role? Um uh, you've been in San Francisco since 2009 in the, the role of Principal Viola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I, I love this orchestra, although it's been a year really since I've played in the orchestra properly. I mean, all we've done this year is uh, smaller groups, a lot of chamber music and small chamber orchestras. But <clears throat> uh, but ordinarily, it's it's a great orchestra that likes to take risks in programming and, and the actual music making. Um, certainly that was 
the the culture under Michael Tilson Thomas while he was music director. Um, and now our new music director is Essa Pekasalan, and, and I, I think it's going to be a similar approach um, with programming, certainly uh, programming a lot of new music, a lot of exciting new music. And then also um, using technology, even pre-pandemic, we were, I think, going to be exploring how we could use technology to really present music in a way that was new and uh, relevant. And this year has just forced us to <laughs> really experiment with those things. Um, but yeah, the role of playing principal viola, um, well, I'll first say what some of the things that I like about it that don't have to do with the actual day-to-day -day of being principal viola, but as a principal player in an orchestra, often you have a little bit more freedom to do some things outside of the orchestra. You have a little bit more time to say, come to Seattle and play at the Chamber Music Festival. Um, and that part of it was, that was definitely a reason I was looking for a job like, like this so that I would still have time to make music, um, particularly chamber music, you know, uh, which is just a little harder to do if, if you're a 2D player in an orchestra, if for no other reason that you just don't have quite as much time off. And also the profile of being a principal player, um, sometimes it can, it can give you more opportunities outside of the orchestra. Um, but yeah, I love, as a principal player, I love this feeling of like, that the section is a team and that in some ways I'm, you know, leading the team, but really it's more, I just feel like I'm a part of the team and I'm just sitting at the front of the section and, and trying to help us feel unified. Mm -hmm. One of the uh, jobs you've had as a principal player, or one of the positions you held at least temporarily was with the Leipzig Gewand House Orchestra, you uh, worked with them as their principal for a while. How did that come about, and um, um, what's, what sort of tradition are you stepping into when you uh, play in that role with the Leipzig Gewand House? Sure. Well, for, I should clarify, it was pretty brief. It was really like a two-week stint that I did just right out of school, basically. Um, and it came about because they were looking for a principal violist at the time. And I think, I think my teacher, Kim Kashkashian, uh, had been approached by someone saying, can you recommend anybody for this? And so she gave them my name and that led to me being able to go over there for those weeks. Um, and it was, it was very interesting. I mean, it's a, it's an orchestra. It's a very old orchestra with a lot of its own tradition and traditional approach to sound. Um, and because it had been in East Germany, a lot of that had been preserved probably more than orchestras, say in the West where everything's more fluid, you know, there were, there were lots of, I remember, um, a lot of the musicians were like, their father had been in the orchestra too. There was a lot of lineage like that through the orchestra. Um, but yeah, the first day I showed up, as an example of kind of strange tradition, the, the way they're seated is uh, the violins are on opposite sides of the stage and the cellos are um, on the left side if you're looking from the audience and the violas are in the right side, but both in the middle. And ordinarily the principal players would be sitting towards the outside of the stage in each of those sections. 
But what they do there, and what I didn't know, is that the principal players of the viola and cello section actually sit right next to each other, right in the middle. Um, and I really didn't speak much German, so when I showed up for that first rehearsal and went to sit down where I thought the principal sat, I, I sat there, and then uh, my stand partner came out and she said, oh, no, actually, you sit here, you know. By which I, I took that to mean that oh no, you're not supposed to be playing principal, you're supposed to be playing second chair. Because um, I didn't really speak German well. and <clears throat> It just took me a while to realize like, oh no, wait, I am sitting principal, but just in a different seat than I expected. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, but it's a very old world orchestra in which when you come onto the stage for a rehearsal, uh, people shake hands and say, you know, good morning, sir. And I don't know if they still do that. It was a little while ago now, but it was very charming. Um, a, such a sweet and warm sound, very not bombastic or, you know, American orchestras can have a whole range, but they often can be on the more powerful side. <laughs> um, so to play in this orchestra was very, very different approach to sound. Is there a piece of music or, or a moment in, in performance or in rehearsal with the Gavondhaus Orchestra that really um, stays with you and, and maybe speaks to that difference in sound and approach? <sighs> well, I remember, I remember we did a Carnival of the Animals um, for an, like an outdoor concert at some point. And uh, that is full of solos, right? across the orchestra and through playing that piece, I just got to hear um, all of the, these individuals in the orchestra. And um, particularly, I just remember thinking that the style of, well, actually, I guess it applies to everyone. I, I remember um, the string playing was so different from what I was used to. Again, very sweet and um, like unforced kind of sound. Um, and the wind playing the same way. Um, and I remember also doing, a, we did a Beethoven five. This was with Herbert Blomstedt. And, um, you know, it's a very tumultuous piece, but it's still maintained like a, a, a sort of classical gentility or something hmm. that I found striking. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Classical Conversation podcast. This podcast is a co-production of Seattle Chamber Music Society and King FM. Bill Levy is our recording engineer. Nikhil Sarma produces the program. To learn more, go to seattlechambermusicsociety.org or to king.org. Hope to have you back with us for the next episode. <laughs>